0: hey guys and welcome back to another episode of the podcast today we're chatting about social media again so if you listened to last week's episode i was doing a solo show on some trends that i've been seeing from tiktok translate into other platforms like instagram and youtube and so that was really fun to record and if you haven't listened to that yet be sure to go back and check it out but today a special guest is joining me on the show Haley Trejo is here to chat all about her experience as a social media manager and kind of finding your passion with content creation these days because I've been hearing from a lot of fellow entrepreneurs lately that they're just tired of the algorithm and they just want to do whatever they want to do. But we all know that it's the strategy that helps you get results. But Haley has a really great perspective on, you know, Doing what you love and mixing that with what's going on on platforms like Instagram these days that are getting the results. And so she's going to share about that and about how she can help you with social media through management or strategy calls. And also, when she gets to the part about strategy calls, I think that was a really great thing to talk about just from a business perspective. I loved how she took her service and broke off a part of it. And turned it into a smaller tier offer. And so even if you're not a social media manager, if you're any type of service provider, I think that's a really smart business strategy. So again, be sure to listen to her explain how she developed her strategy call offer. And just in case you've never heard of Haley before, I want to share her bio with you. Haley is a Nashville-based social media manager and the founder of Haley Trejo Creative, a social media studio catered towards female creative service providers. She focuses on providing creative entrepreneurs with social media management, strategy development, and content creation. When she's not helping clients achieve their social dreams, you can find her at one of Nashville's many brunch spots, creating content on TikTok, or attending a country music concert. So as you can tell from her bio, Haley is just such a really cool person, and I'm so excited for you to meet her in this interview. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the episode. Hey, y'all. I'm Maya Palmer, a brand and website designer who empowers nonprofits and small businesses to meet their growth goals, and your host for the Life Beyond Business podcast. My own questions about genuine community and leadership in the entrepreneur space inspired me to create this podcast so that we can learn together. In our online business world, it's so easy to let comparison, competition, and the daily hustle keep us from truly getting to know each other as real people outside of entrepreneurship. So I'm sharing my experiences and sitting down with leaders I admire to chat about what they're learning in life and how those lessons have impacted their businesses. Here, you'll learn about life and business from a fresh, relatable perspective that typical how-to content doesn't offer. Let's explore how you can lead an intentional life grow your business, and make a positive impact while you're at it. From lighthearted conversations to opening up about our struggles, each episode honors our unique life experiences. Ready to be inspired? Come join the conversation. I saved you a seat. Hey, Haley, thank you so much for joining me on the show.
1: Hey, Maya, so excited to be here.
0: All right, so why don't we just start out with you letting everybody know a little bit about how you got into entrepreneurship and started your business.
1: Yeah. So um, I work in social media and I've kind of, I feel like I've been on this journey for a little bit. Um, I mean, I went to college for uh, for marketing and so Mm -hmm. I had several internships in social media at different businesses there. And that's where I kind of learned, okay, I like social media. um, Let me do a career in this. And so uh, that mindset was kind of, I was thinking that I was going to be doing a traditional nine to five, you know, working at some business doing your social media. And that's what I did originally um, out of college. I worked at a couple different agencies doing their social media. um, And so that's where I got a little bit of a taste of working with different clients um, and kind of figuring out what I liked and what I didn't. And then I quickly realized I didn't love working for somebody else. And I didn't Mm -hmm. love those nine to five hours. (laughs) And I should have known this. I feel like I remember in school always being like the leader in projects Mm -hmm. and, you know, having the schedule laid out. So that should have been, um, you know, a little alarm bell in my head that I probably would enjoy being my own boss. So, yeah, uh, I after my last job, I decided that I wanted to start out on my own. And I just kind of made the jump and started doing it. So
0: That's awesome. And I always think it's so brave, you know, when you get into a situation, if you figure out like, hey, this isn't for me, you know, being brave enough to take that leap and say, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to start my own business. I really admire that.
1: Yeah, it was super scary. I originally like I did out of college want to, you know, work on my own. But Mm -hmm. I think at that point, I definitely was too scared. And just, I just didn't know enough, I think, to start on my own. And then after a couple years, I think I got Mm -hmm. that bravery. So
0: Yeah, for me, it was like I got out of college and I was working a part-time job while I applied for full-time jobs and then also freelancing because that's pretty common in the design world to like freelance even if you do have a job and none of the job interviews I had for full-time jobs worked out so I decided to like see where my business would go if I put more time into that and that's how I got into entrepreneurship but I think that if I was already working a full-time job, I don't know if I would have been brave enough to like leave it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's really cool hearing the different avenues that people take to get to. I mean, we're all we end up entrepreneurs, but it's so Mm -hmm. interesting hearing everybody's stories of you know how they got there. Did they have a nine to five? Did they just you know start out there? So that's really cool to hear.
0: Awesome. So I'd love to know. What's one experience that stands out to you as something that shaped you as a leader and what you value? And I know you've mentioned leadership in like school and with your job before your business, but it can be anything job or life related.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I, so I I don't think I said this, but um, I'm originally from Arkansas. Um, Mm -hmm. I moved to Nashville. I live in Nashville now. I've been here for about two years. Um, And I think just even that experience was really pivotal in me starting a business just because there are so many entrepreneurs here, there are so many Mm -hmm. female entrepreneurs here. Uh, So I go to a co-working space now too and I remember visiting that and I was just like wow there's this hub of entrepreneurial women and all Mm -hmm. of them have their own businesses. Um, So I remember going to you know like talks there and going to conferences And I think just watching these women and their leadership skills and running their businesses just inspired me and made me realize that, wow, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. And so, and then just in that leadership capacity, again, I think just, I mean, just being a friend, friendship, I think is one of my favorite qualities of a leader whenever they have that relationship with you, because then they have that empathy for you. They want to see you succeed. They cheer you on they're your encourager and so i yeah i like leaders that i have like personal relationships with um i just feel like that's always that's always been the best experiences for me
0: yeah i love that. And I love that um, moving to Nashville, like you were able to have more resources and community as far as entrepreneurship goes. I live in North Carolina near Raleigh, so it's been similar to me where a lot of like the meetups haven't happened with the pandemic, but they're starting to happen again. And it's just so cool to see like in the local community. And then totally agree with what you said about like the best mentors I've had have been people who are just like a friend to me. So I think it's really great when you can make those genuine
1: connections in business. podcast host but also because I'm
0: nerdy about website design so I love that you mentioned on your website that you blend your content creation skills with your client's industry knowledge and I was curious as I was reading that like what's it been like to have to learn each of your client's industries and you know be knowledgeable about that and then blend that with what you already know about content creation
1: yeah So, this is, I literally, I was just on a call yesterday with a, I had a discovery call with a potential client Mm -hmm. and she brought this topic up. So, I thought that was funny. But she was a lawyer and so she asked me, you know, okay, well, do you have any experience with lawyers? Have you, do you have a background in this? And I said, well, no, but that's not a general problem for me. So, I feel like it's kind of the same thing with, I mean, copywriters or general marketing or anything. Like, you're not going to have the knowledge of, every area, you know, I mean, unless you're super niche down, which is great, but you're not going to have knowledge of, you know, every service provider. So, I mean, I think the great thing is that I work with my clients closely and just, you know, we have, you know, a lot of meetings towards the beginning where we just really nail down your brand voice and stuff like that, but also just kind of the topics that we're going to be, I will be posting and creating about. Um, So that's their time to kind of pour their knowledge into me. And also, you know, I think it's great whenever you have someone that can, kind of look at something like with a bird's eye view. So you're kind of looking down on it because you, you can see, I, like if I was creating content for myself, so sometimes in social media I can get wrapped up of an, okay, let's talk about these numbers, these analytics, like use a lot of jargon. Um, but my social media followers and people who don't know a lot about social media, they're not going to understand that. That's going to be way too much. They're going to look at that and I'm like, I, if I want to read that, I'll go look at like a long blog post or something. But You have to break it down and make it, you know, easily digestible, easy to read, um, like really simple terms. And so I think that's great because I can do that with my clients. And so I don't know a lot of law jargon. Other people probably don't know a lot of law jargon. That's why they're hiring her. And so I can, you know, take the information that she's giving me and I break it down and make it more engaging, more accessible. And so I don't ever find that to be a real problem. And I also just love doing it. I love learning about um, different things. Like I didn't know anything about WordPress development before and then I had a WordPress client. And I was like, okay, this is great. Let me learn about this. Um, I currently have a plant-based meal chef. So just before this uh, interview, I was just looking up, okay, different sources of plant-based protein because I don't know a lot about that. But, you know, she was sending me articles. I was talking to her about it. So just getting that information. So it's, it's really fun and I don't generally find it to be a problem.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, and totally agree with you that it can really be an advantage to have someone else who can look at things outside of your client's expertise, like coming at it from more of the viewpoint of what their audience is coming at it from, because I know that's happened to me, like I'll start using website lingo, and then someone's like, whoa, 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 back up, like what does that word mean? (laughs) And like sometimes we do the things that we do every day, and we get so used to it that we don't even think about some of the things that might feel new to someone else so I think it is a really great thing that you can learn and be knowledgeable about what they're an expert in but at the same time you know put yourself in their audience's shoes
1: yeah I think that's totally okay and they're like kind of I mean they're the one that's kind of guiding the content I they I'm just pulling it from them so it's yeah I mean it's just you know two people working together here
0: yeah and the same with my clients. I mean, I don't have to know as much about their business to build the website because their content's often be r- being written by the copywriter, but I can still explore and think about how to design the website in a way that's going to be helpful to their audience from the standpoint of someone who's not an expert and might not know what they're looking for when they come to the website.
1: Yeah. That might also be helpful like when you're explaining to them too, like the different, like why this is going here and why this is going there. Yeah. that's cool
0: totally so i was really excited to have you on the show because i've been talking with a lot of entrepreneurs lately i don't know if you've been having these conversations too but a lot of people have just been telling me that they feel over it with instagram and social media and all the algorithm changes so they're kind of just creating the content that they want without worrying about strategy as much or maybe they stop posting altogether but I know sometimes this isn't the best approach. So I was just curious, What do you have any advice on finding that joy with content creation again, but also still implementing the strategy too?
1: Yeah, I mean, I struggle with this too. I feel like I've also been hearing so much. Instagram is definitely very finicky. Social media is definitely finicky. It's always changing. And so I think it definitely is about finding that blend of you know looking at the strategy, looking at your analytics, seeing what works. Um, so, you know, taking that aspect of it and then also making sure that you're creating content that you enjoy because nobody wants to be creating social media content that they hate. That's not, you know, we Mm -hmm. went and we started our own businesses because we wanted to do things that we loved and we liked and we're good at. Um, so I definitely, you know, want to find that balance between what I love and also what works. And so, yeah, I think it's just kind of about testing out different things. So maybe the content that you are going to be posting will look different from what you've done in the past but it doesn't have to be something that you hate. So for example, I've worked with like a a branding agency. And so lots of the posts that they made are static graphics, which used to work in the past. You know, people love visuals, but Instagram's pushing like reels right now. And so, you know, one way that I've overcome that is, okay, we'll take those static graphics that we really like, but we'll put it into a reel. So we'll have, you know, multiple clips and we'll change out the background, we'll change out the logo, we'll show the full logo suite and just do like rapid images, you know, changing into a reel, into a video. And so that's a way that's like, okay, you're still showing off the work that you love, but also, you know, adjusting it to Instagram and what it's pushing right now. So yeah, it's just about getting crafty and creative don't yeah if you hate creating a certain type of content don't do it yeah just find that happy medium test out a bunch of different things and also instagram stories is a really great place to put content that like i mean if you do want to post like a static post or something instagram stories are also a great way to just kind of have that creative outlet where you can kind of just post whatever you want and it's gone in 24 hours so you can show off what you want and, you know have your heart's content enjoy <laughs> there um so i think that's a good outlet as well Yeah,
0: I love that. And I have seen a lot of designer friends like taking their logo or static mockups and making it into a reel and adding a little bit of animation to it or something. So I think that's a really great point to bring up for listeners if maybe they haven't thought of that, you know, kind of blending the graphics that you like with the reels that Instagram is looking for yeah
1: I've seen that with website I mean I've done it with website clients too yeah they'll like they'll show websites mm-hmm. and maybe like the scrolling down of your you know top view of your website or showing you know the different pages of the website just flipping through a video so definitely lots that you can do I think
0: and I wanted to bring up something else from your website that I loved um, and that's that in addition to your full-time management you also offer one-on-one coaching to develop strategy and I think that's a really smart offer to have like from a business perspective of having strategy call offers for clients but then also for everyone listening you know if there are people at different stages in their businesses who might not be ready for full-time management I think from the client perspective that might get some people's attention so I'd love for you to just talk about what your coaching calls are like yeah
1: so this has actually been a more recent addition to my business because I started out just full-time social media management that was pretty much my only offering had like one set package or um, I mean depending on the posting amount but um, I quickly started discovering that I really enjoyed just the strategy aspect of and also creating like content calendars and so I kind of took the first part of like the kickoff call that I would have with my social media management clients. I took that part and created it into a coaching call. Um, And so this is like one and a half hours. Um, There's two parts to this. We'll have one call where it's, I will go over kind of your brand messaging, your content pillars. Um, We'll create a content calendar. We'll create sample posts, sample graphics. I'll ask for your branding assets so I can create some templates for you. It's really just a jumping off point for you to, have a good footing to manage your own socials. So this is definitely a great option for people that are maybe newer in business, have a lower budget, or, you know, experimenting with social media right now. Um, So yeah, I definitely love having that as an option because it it allows me to work with more people and I also just love doing it. But yeah, so like the first part is a little bit more um, intensive. And then after you go through that first session, then we can have monthly sessions where you already have all that brand that branding elements done. And so then it's just, you'll get a content calendar. So I plan out your month's post, your specific topics. Um, I link example videos and graphics, your story ideas, and then also just going over your strategy for that month. So I was working with an interior design client, uh, for October. And so we went over, you know, lots of fall things are trending right now. If you go on Instagram, everything's fall. So I said, okay, we need to post Lots of volunteer design tips. And I was looking at you know, her reels that are performed the best. They had a story like quality. They had video captions and also an audio element to it. So it was just kind of noting those things so that she knows when she's creating her content, these are the things that we're looking for. These are things that performed well. So um, yeah, just that strategy aspect and the planning aspect are what you get in the coaching call.
0: That's so awesome. And so two things I want to point out there. One, from like a business strategy perspective, you took the project kickoff call of what you do with your management clients and turned that into its own offer. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, so I think that's so smart. Just as a business tip for anyone listening, that you can take like a part of a bigger service and break it off into a smaller offer, for, like you said, people who are newer in business or might have a lower budget. And then also just for anyone listening who needs social media help, but maybe they're scared to get a full-time manager or they feel like they're not ready, you know, consider having a strategy call with
1: someone. Yeah, for sure. And I, I have people that will do that every month and uh, will build out the strategy and content calendar every month. And sometimes it's a one-time thing where they say, okay, let mm-hmm. me just figure out some sort of strategy and then, you know, can kind I of try to make it on my own? So yeah, I, I definitely like the, giving that flexibility.
0: I love it. I know we did just talk about the strategy calls, but I also was curious to ask you for anyone who's listening and they feel like they are ready to take that next step into having someone else manage social media for them or with them. What do you recommend being like the steps they take to prepare for outsourcing their social media?
1: So I think one of the most important things is, or most helpful, I would say, um, when working with a client is somebody that has their, their branding and messaging done. Um, so I'm not a brand designer. I don't create those assets for them. I take their branding assets and create, you know, templates with that. But so I mean, I think having your branding and messaging down, so that's your logos, your fonts, your colors like that. That's really great for, you know, creating a cohesive Instagram feed. If you don't have that, we can still work with it. You know, most people will maybe DIY something for themselves and we can do that. But it's always helpful whenever you can streamline that visual aspect of it. Um, and then also just knowing who your target audience is. So if I'm going to help you grow your Instagram, if I'm going to help you, um, you know, get some brand awareness to lead sales, we need to know who you're targeting, who you want to work with, um, niching down is really great. So yeah, I think having those brand elements, knowing who you're talking to and just the voice that you want to use are helpful because if I want to echo that voice, I need to know the voice. So those things I would say are definitely the most helpful when going into social media management.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great tips. And I'll be sure to list all of that in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah, probably for you too, right? I mean, like you would need to know (laughs) the whole design aspect.
0: Definitely depends on where my client's starting at. Um, My business has kind of been changing this year where I am working with more experienced business owners. So they do have some of that brand strategy foundation already and then i can help develop it further with them and then we'll translate that to the website and then other times if a client's already feeling really strong in their branding we'll just start with the website and so i have one more question for you and it's kind of the fun get to know you question that i like to ask everyone and that's one what's one thing that you wish people knew about you that might not be obvious from your instagram feed
1: yeah So I yeah, I talked about my social media journey, just kind of in the aspect of going to school for it. And um, but I also kind of do it. I do it for myself just as like a personal brand. So um, I remember experimenting in college just kind of with. I would follow fashion bloggers and think that it was so cool. And so, um, yeah, on my personal social media accounts, I actually do a lot of lifestyle content around um, Nashville and friendships and relationships and that kind of thing. So it's funny because there, I have two very separate aspects of social media. I say I work in social media, and I have the brand uh, management, social media management aspect, and then I also have just kind of my fun, very creative outlet. So I'm on Instagram and TikTok for my personal account as well. And so I I moved to Nashville, like I said, two years ago. And so I was kind of just exploring the city and trying new restaurants and meeting people. And so I've kind of documented that just for fun on my own personal accounts. And so that's, um, yeah, just a different aspect of social media for me, but I really love it as well.
0: Yeah, that sounds like so much fun. I don't do a lot of like the almost vlogger type social media, but I love to follow people who do on like YouTube or Instagram. It's always so much fun to see.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always funny that I was on another podcast uh, a little while ago. And it's funny because we were talking about social media, but from that side of things, and now yeah. we're on, um, you know, the more management side of things. And so it's funny and cool to get to, to see that both sides,
0: yeah, definitely. That's what I was just about to say, too. You really do know both sides because you're doing it for clients and you're doing it for yourself in your agency business, but then also on a more personal way, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been fun and cool.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Haley, for coming on the show and hanging out with me. Will you let everybody know how they can connect with you further? And you can mention your Instagram, your website, anything.
1: Yeah. Um, on Instagram, it's Haley Trejo Creative. That's H A Y L E Y T R E J O Creative. Um, website, com. If you want to go on the fun Nashville adventure pages, <laughs> it's just Haley Trejo on Instagram and Haley Trejo on TikTok. So that's where you can find me.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Haley. And I'll be sure to put all those links in the show notes as well.
1: Awesome. Sweet. Well, it was great talking to you.
0: Wow. That was good stuff, right? To keep the inspiration coming, hit play on another episode for show notes and links mentioned head to mypalmerdesigns.com slash podcast thanks for being here